Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Before the Downbeat. I am one of your lovely hosts, Mackenzie, and I'm joined by the Canadian B. Arthur, Autumn Smith. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another fun episode. We will be talking about a show that is a little sad. It's all, it's on the darker side of musicals. It's a little, it's a little sad. Yeah, but we'll be focusing on the lighter stuff as well to kind of keep the story going. See, I, I, you said lighter stuff, and I dropped my my fairy <laughs> lid. I was like, is there something light in this one? Slap I don't stick. know. Well, well, there are some upbeat tempo songs. I guess so. But yes. they do have some dark material in them. But we'll get yes. to talking about that. Yes. All right, so uh, why don't we introduce the show we're doing, and it is Parade. Hills, man. Exactly. The old Red Hills. And this was one of the shows I chose. It is. So I chose it because I just love the music. I think the music is gorgeous. Uh I think the story is really timeless with the whole concept of the wrongfully convicted person and Uh the persecution that is faced in a community by the other. I think there's a lot of that that goes on in the world today. And so I think this is a very timely message. And so, yeah, I just loved it. And the fact Autumn really didn't know much about it, I thought it was like the perfect reason to force her she, to, he to, re- me. to revisit this. And I'm sure uh, I will come to regret that when she will subject me to a <laughs> show of, of hers that you may not know too well either. Just wait till I get to rent. Oh, God, Mackenzie no. Oh, God, no. <laughs> 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 okay, so... Autumn, why don't you kind of start us off with who is are the creators of this lovely show? Well, I mean, you know, it was kind of a Hal Prince yeah. brainchild, which well, I found kind of interesting. Alfred Urey came to Hal Prince. Yeah, but then they were working on it, but then they pitched other people about it, right? True. Yeah, so we'll get into and then production history. They finally uh, fell on our boy, Jason Robert Brown. Um, bit of a conflicted guy, but you know. Yeah, yeah, I, but he's a good musician. Oh, and absolutely. You know what? Is. I, he is the new Sondheim. I get to do songs for a new world this year. I'm super Ooh. excited. Um, but let me tell you a little bit about uh, JRB here. Yeah. Uh, so he, he grew up in the, in the suburbs of New York. Uh, he attended the Eastman School of Music in Rochester. Okay. During the summer, he attended French Woods Festival of the Performing Arts. Which is so interesting because I used to work for the opposing team at Stage Door Manor. And he says that, shocker, are you ready for this? Okay. Sweeney Todd. Yes. And Sunday in the Park with George. Yes. Were two of his biggest influences. I can believe that. Yeah. The song um, timing influence. Yeah. It's, and, it, and they're two of the most com- complicated scores Sondheim ever wrote. Yeah. So, so I can see that in the way he writes his music. Totally. Totally. It's very, he's very 
works. Oh yeah, um, music. Like, yeah, you look at the piano music <laughs> for like parade, and it's yeah. There's so many notes that have to be played. I was like, oh. Well, and it, there's so many genres. We'll get into yeah. that. Yes. Um, so he began in New York as an arranger conductor working on like William Finn's New Brain. Right. And did a lot of stuff in piano bars, which is yep. great. That's how a lot of musicians yeah. um, make their living. Somewhere. It's great. I have a lot of friends that do that. Yeah. Songs for a New World yes. marked his first major New York production. Okay. And coincidentally, the show, the off-Broadway version, was directed by Daisy Prince. The oh, wow. daughter of Hal Prince. Okay, yeah. we'll get into that because yeah. that does come up in the production history. I know, it's really great. He's wrote the songs for Parade. Five he years. won the 1999 Tony Award for Best Original Score. That he did. For it. But this whole parade was such, uh, it's so interesting because it has this Canadian connection. Yes, it does. With Live Ent and Live yes. Ent pulled out. Yes, Which well, is yeah, too bad. Yeah. Garth Drabinsky. Yeah, yeah, all that Garth. comes up in the production history. Man, okay. Well, so. I I'm not going to touch on it then. Okay. Um, so after that, he, of course, went back to write his third major show, which was The Last Five Years. All the sex wives. Um, which is is so good. It's such a good, uh, so beautiful. It's a two-handed musical. Which is rare. Which is so (laughs) obscure. And one's going Um, backwards, one's going forwards in time. Yeah, and they meet only in the middle, and it's beautiful. After that, you know, contributed to the broad flop urban cowboy yeah again why why that why not um oh man it's like doing cats the film version just kidding <laughs> and he, he teaches which i really like about him yeah he, every time i open my facebook someone is doing a master class with him it'd be so cool to go to a master class with um with and Jerry, he's an Jerry. actor but you know he's he's actively performs his own work so he's he's practicing like he's yeah. out there he's He's still he's pretty sharing, young. He's learning. Yeah. He's um, he's due for another hit. Yeah, and he's um, he wrote Bridges of Madison County, right? Tony nominated music with Marsha Norman, who we'll get into later with Secret Garden. Yes, yes. So interesting yeah. guy, interesting yeah. guy. And, and he's then only one of the people on the team. Only one. We have Alfred Uri. Yeah. Who, uh, American playwright, screenwriter, best known for driving Miss Daisy. He's like, <laughs> this guy is a Southern boy. Oh, like, absolutely. He is... And the fact he chose this topic. I'm not surprised. I think he lives in Georgia. So, he, like, That's he... Pretty, like, like, this case, like, I was doing research on this case, and it's still a very divisive case. Wow. Like, the Southern people really do believe Leo Frank was guilty. Even though there is a very good evidence that Leo Frank was a scapegoat. Yeah. And that... Oh, we're going to get into this. Yeah. It's very interesting. Yes. Very interesting. So... And it really did influence how the musical was received because there was a lot of... Well, it's interesting. Like, when I heard that, like, now thinking about it and... It's very, we're going to get into it. Yeah. I, I, it, I, we'll get into it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then, of course, Hal Prince. Hal yes. Prince, the director. He right? is the guy. He, he changed Broadway. He, he's, he's still changing Broadway. The two, of them, the two like, of them are still going. And Lloyd, like, Hal Prince is a director, producer, um, producer everything. Yeah. You know, 
he is the guy. He has garnered 21 Tony Awards. Oh my goodness. Yep, more than any other individual. Eight Alfred's. for directing, eight for producing, two as best producer of a musical, and three he's three special awards. He should Probably. have his own special award called the Hal Prince Award. Maybe he does. He probably I does should, have some type of like, should look into lifetime that. achievement. Oh, yeah. He, was just, he, he should have a, an award named after him mm-hmm. to give to young directors. Yes. Just he, saying. Coincidentally, his middle name is Smith, so I'm kind of in love with that. <laughs> John Westside, of Absolutely. course. Company, yep. Follies, Little Sweeney. Night Music, Pacific Overtures, Sweeney Todd, and then Merrill Lee. <laughs> Killed that partnership dead. Uh, for, and then for it him. died. It died for a little bit. Did anybody um, that's okay because he found Hack and did Phantom? Oh, well, no. They parted ways until something called Bounce, which I have no idea what I that is. What show is. It's a Sondheim Prince collaboration. Okay. We're going to have to find it. Yeah. Um, he also directs operas. He did uh, Butterfly. Ooh, of course, he did a revival of Candide. Yeah. Uh, he did uh, Turandot for uh, the Vienna State Opera uh, with Jose Carreras, which is really amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, he did Avita yes. and Phantom. Yeah. And he, it's all coming full circle. He was offered the job to direct Cats. Thank goodness he did not take but it. But he turned it down. I can see why he would, if you're just pitching a premise to someone. I don't know. We'll, we'll get back to who directed it in a later podcast. Yes, we will. Very exciting. Yes. Very exciting. So is that it for creative, or do you have anybody else? On no, your that's, list? It. that's it. That's pretty much it. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, Those are the biggies. Yeah. So, okay. So then I will kind of go into the production history. Okay. So the concept, as we talked about, uh, is based off the real-life trial and lynching of Leo Frank. And it was book writer Alfred Urey who came up with the idea of doing this as a musical, because he grew up in Atlanta and had personal knowledge of the Frank story as his great uncle owned the pencil factory run by Leo Frank. No way. Indeed. Very cool. Indeed. I love that. So layers upon layers here. That is a layer and a half. Mm -hmm. He brought the idea to the producer and director, Hal Prince, who then turned to his collaborator at the time, Stephen Sondheim, to write the music and lyrics. But Sondheim was like, no, any musical that already ends with somebody swinging from a tree is not one. I'm surprised. You, you think right? that Sondheim might like go, I would love yes. to see a Sondheim version of Parade. I think there's definitely something <laughs> missed there. there there's, an alternate, uh, there's an alternate universe where oh Sondheim said yes. But Sondheim said no. Parallel quantum universe. Exactly. And so it was Prince's daughter, Daisy, who suggested Prince hire up-and-coming composer Jason Robert Brown to write the music for the show. Uh, The show was Brown's first Broadway production, and the first song he wrote for the show was The Old Red Hills of Home, because it was based off the tombstone of Mary Fagan, because it references the Old Red Hills. He thought that's a great lyric. Um, And it actually made Alfred Urey cry when he heard it, because he went, that just captured the South in a song. And that's That's what sealed the deal for Jason Robert Brown. Well, the musical itself did tryouts in Toronto, Yep, live and. Live and, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it premiered on Broadway at the Vivian Beaumont Theater at Lincoln Center on right. December 17th, 1998. And sadly, it closed on February 28th, 1999, 
only running for 39 previews and 84 regular performances. Uh, it starred the Canadian great actor uh, Brett Carver. Yes. As Leo Frank. Carly Carmelo as Lucille Who won the Frank. Tony for it? No, they didn't win. They, they, they only won oh, one award. No, sorry, Brent won for Kiss the Spider Woman. Yes, which is a show we will talk about. Yes. Um, and then we have Carly Carmelo. Uh, who is, uh, I love her. Her voice is like butter. It it's, is. It's like velvety butter. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, yes. my God. And yeah. so it's her, and she's starring as the wife, Lucille Frank. Yep. Uh, and then you have Christy uh, Carlson Romano as Mary Fagan, and a lot of younger people will know her as the voice of the cartoon character, Kim Possible. Who's that? It's a 90s. See, Sarah got it. Sarah knows. Yeah. yeah. Who is it? It's like a teenage spy, James Bondian, cheerleader by day. Yes. Everyone, this is Sarah, my partner, by the way. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if Mike is picking <laughs> her up, but. It's a uh, one sentence a show. Exactly. One sentence a show. I'm done. Yeah. But yeah, so there you go. There's a fun fact for you. Uh, Kim wow. Possible was the original Mary Fagan, who was the sad murder victim of oh, the story. Yeah. She doesn't have a lot to do, really, in the well, show. Well, she's a ghost. She kind of dies, you know. She kind of kicks off the story, so there is something there. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so the show opened. Uh, most critics praised the show, especially the score. However, the public and some critics received the show coolly. A number felt they took uh, too many liber- um uh, liberties with the racial slurs used in the show, as well as the depiction of the South. They, that was a big, con- hot, contended topic for a lot of Southern audiences who came up to New York to see the show. Oh, that's They did not like the way they were depicted. <laughs> um, and oh, so when the show, but when the show closed, not because it wasn't making money, it closed because Live Ant uh, had filed for bankruptcy protection chapter 11. <laughs> Which meant Lincoln Center was, who was the other producer, was solely responsible yeah. for covering the weekly running costs of the show, which were Huge. back in the '90s, where you have a giant tree on your set because Hal Prince is a big sets. He doesn't do anything small. No, because no. so, it's opera sets. We've seen Phantom. Yeah, so we know. <laughs> so unfortunately, the costs were just too big, and so it closed, much to the chagrin. But it was nominated for nine Tonys, including Best Musical, Best Actor and Actress, mm-hmm. and Best Book to include. Um, but the show did win for, win for Best Book and Best Original Score. It lost Best Musical to the showcase Fosse. No. Yep. Really? Yep. You're joking. Nope. It's just like Shakespeare in Love beating at Saving Private Ryan at the Oscars. Fosse beat... Well, Elizabeth should have... Elizabeth won that year, didn't it? No. No, no. I guess it's like Gwyneth Paltrow beating out Kate Blanchett, yeah. which is absurd. It's true. Can't. <laughs> Don't get me on that. Very yeah, It sadly lost to Fosse. It has yet to receive a Broadway revival, even though it has been done in a number of times in concert, as well as over yeah. in the West End a few times. Well, it's the quite one, big. It's, it's a, like it's doing ragtime. Yeah. Like, I mean, I mean, the most recent production or concert starred um, Laura Benanti as Lucille Frank, uh, Jeremy Jordan as Leo, and Ramin Karamloo as the like uh, press, like kind of like the Catholic press guy. 
Oh, yeah. That kind of... That works for the Jeffersonian. Yes, who ultimately does become the governor at the end of the story. Mm-hmm. Which is true to history. Mm-hmm. So, that's kind of the production history of this fantastic, epic, sweeping, tragic story. It's epic. It is. <laughs> It is. Like, the fact it spans so much time. Yeah. Like you, could just, like, you could just do a musical on just the trial. I'm sure this this uh, epic must be at least four hours long. Is it? The, the OG, like, like, previews were, they were the, I think the final running time for Parade is, like, two and a half, two and three quarters. Like, it's just oh, under wow. three hours. Yeah, I but it, it, okay. it, it's a big show. Like it's like it's a big it's cast. Huge. And, like it's there's huge. a lot going on. There's a, a lot, lot going on. A lot. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, but Autumn, why don't you tell us? Because obviously you weren't overly familiar with it. But what was kind of like your first experiences with this show? <laughs> My first experience with this show was watching Brent Carver and Carolee Carmelo. Singing at the Tonys? At no, they were singing um, all the wasted time. Okay, and it was like the Rosie, which O'Donnell is like show, right? on the Rosie O'Donnell show. Yeah. Like, what is this musical? Yes, with this Canadian with guy. Brent Carver, yes. who I loved at the time. My dad saw him as Tevian in Thriller on the Roof at Stratford, and he said he's behind Topol as one of the best. Really? That's interesting. Tevius. Um, I mean, I adored him. He's he a he's a beautiful human being. He is. He is a nice, 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 nice man. Um, person. Brett Kamara podcast. Um, oh my god! Um, uh, and I loved him and Kiss the Spider Woman yes. when they did it here. So I'm like, oh, it's Brent Carver. <laughs> that and guy. I just I dropped it, and then I was Which is fair. I yeah, but I kept going back to that song. Like that, yeah. the song "All the Wasted Time" oh, is gorgeous. one of my regular go to. Yes, and I could just listen to Carolee Carmelo. Yes. All day, every yes. day. Other than that, I did not know this show until <laughs> you forced me forced to talk to about it uh, on this podcast. And um, yeah, I mean, that's that's my story. I'm sticking to it. Okay. So I have a short intro to this as well, because I did not know much about this musical either. It snuck up on. Wait a second. You can't. Well, do no, that. no, 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 no. Sorry, I should rephrase. When I first heard about it, I didn't oh, I knew nothing goodness. about this show. How, how did you how did you find it? Well, it was thanks to my high school choir director, Steve Winfield. Oh my god, that's hilarious. Yeah, he loves this show. Hmm. He went and saw the concert version of it last spring. He saw a concert version of it and like when we were in high school. They did it here, right? They, yeah. did you see the version that's Studio like 180? That's what he went and saw. I didn't see it, but oh. I wish I'd known it was going. I would have gone to see oh. it. Oh. But he did, he went and saw it, and he loved it so much that he had the Old Red Hills of Home uh, open our grade twelve choir like year end gala. 
Oh, like, very that sweet. was the song that kicked off the show. But um, because he got me on that, I then went and Googled it. And first thing I saw was <laughs> Brett Carver and Carrie Camillo doing the Tony Awards. Yes. Where B. Arthur forgets the character name, so she calls them the man and the woman. <laughs> we hear now from Parade as the man and his wife are Tony nominees Brent Carver and Carolee Carmelo. Oh my god, hilarious. <laughs> In true B. Arthur fashion. Um, but yeah, so that's where that started. And then since then, I've watched, I found the OG uh, bootlegs of the original production Okay. on YouTube. So I watched that. I've watched the concerts. I've watched all of it. And I even wrote my year-end musical theater class essay at York <laughs> comparing Oklahoma to, oh to Parade and how uh, both uh, both stories deal with community, but Oklahoma did it the smart way, while Parade went the wrong way and alienated the audience. So, uh, yeah, oh. yeah, it's a very, it's a very, um, it was a, it was a fun essay. But I was so burnt out by the end of the year. I it was like it was like the slog to write this essay, and I was like, this is why I need to be done with school because I because if I don't enjoy writing a musical theater essay <laughs> at this point, I'm just like forcing myself. That is to a do slog, it. man. But Look yeah, it, it was a fun topic. It was a fun topic. But yeah, that's kind of my brief yet full history. And I've watched the documentaries on Leo Frank. I've done the research on the story. It's absolutely tragic what happened there. And I don't know how anybody can believe Leo Frank was the murderer when there is so much evidence that they says otherwise. Look at the world we're living in. Oh, there news. is not a better time yeah, to talk show. about this piece of musical theater yep. than right now. Yes, the whole right scapegoating of the other in the community well, for the problems. It's, yeah, but it's, it's you know, I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. It, oh. it, it's such a timely piece. Yes, but unfortunately. It is, and I, and I think that's probably why some people don't want to touch it. It's because if you do it, you know you're going to have. What's scary it's, people up it's one of those about, scary yeah. pieces. Yeah, it'll be one of those. It'll, it'll be just like how when Rank came out, there were protests. Yeah, you but know this there is different. People. This is this is touching on on tradition. Yes, and, and it's kind of like the dark version of Fiddler on the Roof. Yes, it <laughs> is. Where like but Fiddler on the Roof is also very. Dark. It's dark, but it's dark in a different way. Where but it's where this yeah. is all about a community surviving a oppressive issue. This is the flip side where it's the one person oppressed by a community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But even then, Leo Frank is a very difficult character because he's not overly likable. I hate him. <laughs> but he doesn't, he doesn't do himself any favors. Which is this. so interesting. And I first listened to this, I hated it. And I thought, as a, if I were a Southerner, I would be so angry. Well, yeah, because they... Isn't that interesting? Really badly, like the whole well, like the whole way they 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 depict this community as this. I don't want to say backward, hick type, sl- small minded town, but the fact that Leo Frank calls them animals that belong in zoos. These men belong in zoos. It's like they've never joined civilization. The Jews are not like Jews. I thought the Jews were Jews, but I was wrong. And that he feels himself as an elite in this community. It's like, no wonder nobody liked him. 
and like hated yeah. like that, that how can I call this home yes I'm like it's a great character piece but it's like you don't like Leo Frank which is why at the end when no. he does come around it's like such a nice revelation of him coming to accept at least his wife maybe not the whole community but at least his wife um, who is I a guess. I, I guess but I like, don't know. like his hatred of the south is something where it's like no wonder like people who did not let like people were angry at the way they were depicted to be fair alfred Geary, who wrote the book grew up in this area mm. so he would know how these people talk and he act. knew the vernacular of, of he knew the vernacular yeah. he knew and to be honest they did lynch the damn guy so they did but so, so much deeper than that yes it's so yes it goes, and when I first listened to this, I thought, oh, this is so simplistic. <laughs> These people are idiots, yeah. and this guy is erudite, and I don't like him. Yeah. Like, he's just, yeah. like, it's, oh, this, oh, and he, it's going to be about anti-Semitism. Yeah. But it's not really about anti-Semitism. No. It's way bigger than that. Yes. Um, I mean, anti-Semitism does oh, come absolutely. into it for sure. Especially look at the his- history of what was going on in the South. Yeah, absolutely, but it's it's uh, it's bigger than that. Mm-hmm. It's and it's and I'll, I'll when I talk about the song, I'll, I'll mention something very uh, controversial, interesting okay. that I found. Um, but I I was like, these people like they just painted them as simpletons. Yes, but then I started listening to it. And the more you listen to it, the more you start singing along with the Southerners mm-hmm. and the more you stop, you start skipping over Leo and Lucille. Oh, I go the opposite way. I always listen to Leo, Leo and Lucille. I can't stand it. I cannot stand him. I think he's petty and petulant <laughs> and, and snobby. Oh, he and, absolutely is snobby. And I'm like, Ugh. Mm, but I, 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 Alfred, yes oh absolutely he's and, cold and if you read the real historical accounts of him he was someone who was cold i really believe reading the pictures of him i think he was autistic just by the way he, maybe he acted with, with with the people where he was always wringing his hands he was someone who was perpetually nervous wouldn't look you in the eye that's a lot of things where i'm like you know what there could have been like autistic some like Maybe Asperger's raises high functioning. Um, somebody with autism. Maybe, or maybe he was just really nervous. Could be considering he in this community. Guy. Yeah. By the time Leo Frank came, so here's a small history lesson. So um, when the when the Jewish people first came to the South, uh, they worked very well with the community, like it all went well together. But then when the more the Eastern Jewish people, so people of further on the roof side, came, who were very much more of the shtetl people who were still doing the swing the chicken and like that type of more country like ethnic based things they do right um the jewish people who are already situated there were like what is this like what's happening what's happening like you're kind of blowing our cover basically because right because nobody really talked about it's like bringing the orthodox correct uh, element in so right. by the time leo frank gets there he's coming from the north to the south mm-hmm. the south is already kind of like who are these jewish people who are kind of infiltrating us here who are swinging chickens and being orthodox jews <laughs> with the kosher and leo frank's already kind of mixed in with that and he's going i don't belong in this because he's the northern like well-dressed yeah. smart articulate guy yeah. And so 
But I even don't, his, don't... even his, like, it's so interesting that uh, Yuri is the writer mm-hmm. because I find that, and it's, it's interesting. The more I listen to it, the more I, the more I find that there is a bias against Leo Frank. Leo Frank. Well, yeah, that is true. And and even in Jason Robert Brown's music, mm-hmm. it's he's alienated, and that's yes. very purposeful, I'm sure. Yep. But I can't stand listening. Musical. I can't stand listening. And I love Brent Carver. I just, I'm just like, ugh, I want, I want to get rid of Leo Frank. Get rid of Leo Frank. <laughs> and so it, but in that, it serves such a um, a purpose. Yes. That it shows you what the collective mindset, how powerful yes. that is. And I hated this musical when I first listened to it. Mm. I'm like, I don't want to listen to this ever again. And I forced myself. And then I started singing along with the old Red Hills. Yes. And then I started listening to it with Sarah and the kids. And then I started just putting it on repeat like old red hills mm-hmm. a leg is on yeah. repeat repeat yeah. repeat and then i would jump to the finale and listen to the differences finale is to... so scary it's genius it's genius but it's scary of what it sets up but it's exactly what's going on absolutely today it's, it's, it sets up the modern day in america it's not it's 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 a republican versus yes. democrat yes. mindset yes and you think you know and all of these people, like I listen to the guy that that talks about Mary and going to the pictures, and they know nothing really about her. They know, and the it's amazing. They know the surface elements, like she wore pretty bows in her hair, yeah. and she liked to go to the pictures, and yeah. and and she wore nice dresses. And yes, did you ever see her? You yeah. know, smile and laugh. Yes, the funeral song. She had cuts on her fingers. She went next to me last summer. Once a week we used to play, and she knew how to read. She would smile at the foreman. And I can't believe they took my friend away. And you're like, you know what do you do with this person? You don't really know well, this. It's kind don't of know this person. Funeral. Yeah, but it's like he, I had next he to loved her. Like I don't he think he thought, loved her. I think he was just a horny teenager. Well, there's that, but he thought he loved her, right? No, and I don't think so. I don't. I, don't, I disagree. Well, he was part of that that the crew at the end. Oh, absolutely, he's part of the intro. I think he just gets swept up in like he does, the, the but community he's... mindset because, like, if you look at the song, she says. I'm not going to go with you. Stop flirting. Because don't forget, he's a 16-year-old. He's flirting with a 13-year-old. I know. First of which all, is which is wrong. creepy. Which is wrong. And then but second of all, she says, like, then, I, like, I can't go, so go ask Iola Stover. Yeah. And that, and then the song ends with, well, Iola, are you going to the pictures tonight? And it's like, clearly he just moved on yeah. from that person. And he yeah. doesn't really care. Well, it's just, yeah, it's... Uh, like, like, he cares in the sense of the community. Like, he's kind of being yeah. a teenager following what the community leaders are doing and saying. Yes. But I don't think he actually ever really, let, like, let, I, I, I think he was the classic teenage playboy where it's like, let me cast my Net. fishing line into the water and see Who's which... going to pick them Exactly, today? exactly. I, but I, I also think there was, a, like, when he starts to give his testimony. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, well, that's and, Dr. And, testimony. you know, and he, he paints this picture 
you know, it's a good old Southern boy. Oh, absolutely. Like, like living in Muskoka. Yeah. It's like that. Like they all <laughs> sit there with their trucks. Yeah. And they, mm-hmm. Well, you know, they're I'm just like, man. Yes. It's 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 very much a conservative, you know, traditional thinking. And, yes. And the more I listened to it, and the more I started to listen to the lyrics, it's so scary. It's scary because you you start to side with them (laughs) and look at there's good in everybody there There is well most people i'm gonna yeah Yeah, there's a few people who don't there's a few people that you know are not great Um, but like there's and these people are good and they think they're doing the right thing and it's about ownership of their land Yes. And it's amazing how it comes back to this, which is interesting about Oklahoma mm-hmm. and the cowboys and, and, the, and the farmers. farmers. It's kind of like that. It's about yes. and, uh, so well, much it's about us. land. It's, it's, it's us versus him. But he represents something big. The North. Which is the North. And that is what the musical is about. It's not really about anti-Semitism. It's nope. not about, it's about uh, yeah. civil rights. It is about... North and South, and they say in the that first, song. first song, they say, "Let the blood of the North be spilled upon yes. these hills." Yes. Let all the blood of the North spill upon them till they've paid for what they've wrought, taken back the lives they've taught. And then that is exactly it is their redemption at the yes. end. And you're kind of rooting for them. You're like, you got your redemption. <laughs> oh my God. I'm voting with the South in this moment. I can't be, I, I don't think I ever I don't think I ever can ever side with the South just because I've done the research on the case. Oh no, you can't. And no, you can't. Know, these guys like the South totally but scapegoated him. Oh no, they did. Yeah. They did him a like it was a, the worst, worst case of injustice. Yeah. But the way it's written, it's, it makes you. It makes, it you, makes of, you go there. Well, it, it makes you go there. It kind of makes you go, like I, 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 as much as the South has some political issues that I don't agree with, there's the culture of the South that is still picturesque and kind of like gone with the wind. That. Oh, totally. That, like, that yeah. Southern Belle, that type it's of... Never go hungry again. Exactly. Yeah. Also, there's, there's that idealized version of the South, just like Giant, with um with, with Liz Taylor. Yeah, totally. Which is a great movie. I've not watched it. Fantastic. Three-hour epic about Texas. Oh, yeah. um, and oil barons and racism. It's great. But they're also, like, down to earth. Yes, the community. It, it, really it, great people. They would yes. give you the shirt off their back. Well, maybe not me. <laughs> If you were part of them, yes, but you have to be part of yes. them, which makes the seal but most very communities character. work that way. That is true. If you know the community, I like, don't know nowadays. Like nowadays, I think we're all very isolated people, where we have our own communities on our lovely devices. Yeah, like our Facebook community, our, our Facebook <laughs> communities, maybe not our physical communities. Like, do you know your neighbors? Really? I do, but oh, I live you? in a small town. Good point. Good point. Right? Here and in I, Toronto, you don't. But I think, you know, I think there's communities at church. Oh, think, yes. You know, if and if if any one of these people went from the south to the north into that orthodox area, the alienation would be the same. True. Which is a that's a very controversial statement, yep. I realize. But 
it is it is true. It's the power of a collective voice, which I think um, this musical does really, really well. And it's it's that breaking. How do we how do we break down the collective mindset? It's the same as you know, uh, like any any big collective voice. And you know, the other thing is with the collective voice, it depends what they're gunning for. True. It's like these guys are gunning for tradition, <laughs> and well, they're well, they're gunning for what they knew. Yes, even though times have changed, they yep. can't let go. They can't let go, um, and it's the same with this, like with the Republicans right now. Yes, or even our our conservative party yes. in Canada. Yes, they think they can go backwards. Yes, and restore this ideal picture that they have in their mind Mm -hmm. even though they never lived through that that's true but you can't do that we have come way too far yeah so to think that you can do that is just sheer ignorance true and and you need to go and and do some reading yeah and be curious in the world yes and start to accept things that um you um don't yes Period. <laughs> All right, I think I want you to move on into our song choices because that was a very long tangent. Sorry. That but I think was a very good tangent about I, that, yeah. that really tied in with our experiences with the musical. Well, and it's relevant. Yes. And it's yeah, this, it's tie this musical should be done right now on the steps of the White House. Yes. Exactly. Uh, that's what I think. Okay. Yeah, I it's, it. it's, yeah. There's, there's two, there's two. Ah, I can't. I just like that collective alienation is so powerful and people just jump on the bandwagon for no, no, like because their parents did it or because, oh, I vote Republican because my parents did it. Yep. And well, gosh, darn it. We should go backwards. Yep. But you weren't there, so what do you think is better? It's true. Like, God fearing folks over there? Come on. God God would be very angry with you. (laughs) I'm just letting you know now. You can call me on it, but you'll be angry. Okay. Okay. She'll be angry. (laughs) All right. So, um, what is your first song of your top three songs? Well, The Old Red Hills. That's my number one as well. It's reoccurring. It is the anthem of the piece. He has yes. created uh, a beautiful yes. anthem. Yes. So, and it's it's a fantastic song that absolutely sets up the setting in the community yeah. in the world. It's like it's the home. song "Bell" without "Bell" in it. Yeah, yeah. It'd be it'd be like a bell sitting in her house the whole time, and a community singing outside her door. Yeah. Um, and it just it sets everything up for you. You know exactly where the South is standing at the top of the show. You get the history lesson of like what's what, what was it like? How you know, they lost? How they lost? What they lost? Because you see the yeah. what young soldier leave the old, the same soldier come back with one leg. We gave our lives for the old hills of Georgia. 
Like it is the great way of uh, 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 of it. And to be honest, like I sing, I belt the song in the car all the time. Me too. And like the patriotism of the song. It is. It's better than the national anthem of America. Yes. Like they should just switch it to the this. Old red hills of home. The old red hills of home. It's so beautiful. Like Jason Robert Brown has outdone himself yes. with this song. It's and considering this was the first one he wrote for the show, it really did set well the template of what Ta-da. like yeah. this is like rank like I've heard of there like a one day more or a do you hear the people sing it's ah. like this those patriotic songs Epic. that Epic. just capture who this community is and it just then propels the rest of the story forward. Yeah. In fact, it comes back at the end. Well, and it reoccurs like that, that thematically, the musically, yeah. the mm-hmm. motif. It yes. just keeps coming well, in and out. Did you notice that in the final song of Leo's when he's going to be lynched, mm-hmm. that his prayer, his, his Jewish prayer, the melody, the Shema. the Shema, is set to the old Red Hills of home. Shema Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echot Baruch Shem Gvot Malchuso Leolam No, I hadn't noticed that. Baruch Wow. And it's that thing of like, even Leo, who is northern his prayer is done with the southern melody interesting because uh, once he, the song is all about home that's what the song is yeah. like, I, he could take out the southern references and just have the over at hills of home as that line yeah and it's about anywhere 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 but it's also about ownership yes of ownership. your home correct and how it's so amazing how people equate home with with ownership land. of land and i'm, I'm kind of like you know people <laughs> there's a lot of other ways it's not your, and actually i was yelling at it the first couple of times i heard it. i'm like it's not your home <laughs> you're a settler on this land <laughs> get out you're not allowed to call it your home oh <laughs> uh, but it is a beautiful song it's it an is, absolutely it's gorgeous. a beautiful song uh and it's you know it's the imposition of what people view like if you don't have a piece of land, if you don't have a house, yes. you know you are you are nothing. It's true, which is so idiotic. Yes, and, uh, you know how we base things on um, commercialism. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So there's that in there as well. Yeah. Which just is, fold that into the song. Fold it all in. It's true. This is a song that you can just fold stuff into, and yeah. it just works because it's it's a timeless. Like this could be a single. Like, I, I, you don't need this. Oh, totally. like, you could detach this song from the show and just have it as somebody singing it singly. I, I hear it at Boots and Hearts Festival oh, up goodness. there. <laughs> Burl's Creek. <laughs> Can totally. you imagine if, if Garth Brooks shows up and sings this song? Totally. That's totally what it is. Yeah. But that's where it fits. Like, yes. it fits in a country music genre. Yes. And oh, absolutely. I well, can't believe no one's done it. Right? Yeah. They should. Yeah. Pick it up. I totally agree. Yeah. Okay, so that's our first choices. Those yeah. also matched up on that. One. Yeah. Uh, what is your second choice? You know, I. I mean, all the waste of time. 
Look at I love all the wasted time. I I think all the wasted time is so good. It's a beautiful ballad, but it comes. It feels like it comes out of nowhere. And yeah, I get it. It's at the end of the show. It's that final. Yeah, final. it's like oh, now we are in love. Well, I get why yeah. the fact the fact they bachelor story working together and they've come together and it's the yeah. marriage. It's like it's almost like they never consummated their marriage in their three years of married life. And this is the moment where it's finally like a couple seeing each other and the, and the yeah. true potential of the couple. I love the song, but it's not one of my top. Oh no, it is. It is beautiful. Yeah. So what, I, what, what, what is it though? Okay. I I love the funeral. I think it's I it don't make sense is I I love it it's so true like, that's what we like, say all the time when a young person dies yeah like like there's yeah. that one Disney actor that just died oh at the God, age of 20 having a seizure in his sleep and, and what's the one thing everybody is saying is it doesn't make sense it doesn't make sense a 20 year old should not be how can this happen yeah um but Frankie Epps is great in that song I love I I really love the factory girls. Factory Girls with yeah. um, with um, da, 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 da. yes. Uh, what's that one? Um, I it, come up to my office. The whole to, like oh yeah, the Leo Frank's testimony yeah, song. Yeah, like the, the they, like the they, puppet show. Oh, it's so creepy. It's creepy, but, but it's, it's, so good. it's effective. Yes. Um, and their voices that the that belting. Yes, that Jason Robert female yeah. voice. The trio. But it reminds me of Annie a little bit. But there's it's like other a dark things. Version of uh, of hard knock life but it's it's really good and just the blending of those belting voices is yes. like oh i love it i love and it and you also get why people suddenly buy into this because it's that whole well yeah and one person starts it and then another yep. little kid goes oh yeah it's the crucible it is the crucible it is but, the but, crucible but it's, it's, it's the crucible trained by the prosecution to say it but, but it's, it's that community mentality. One person says one thing and it can just spiral. And, and then there's some people who just get swept up who maybe aren't. But it's that whole concept of you can say it and then it just sticks to you. That's the one song where I go, that It's the song, ganging up. It's the, it's ganging, the ganging up. 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 And it's one of those things yeah. where, where it's like, the minute you say that about, uh, about someone, especially about... Anybody being a child molester. When you like don't know just, the circumstances. You don't know. I mean, not about child molesting. No. That's not what I'm yeah. saying. But no. you you do not know. Like, it just shows how things yes. gossip can. It, it gossip. And it's just kind of like how. Become, and how kids become part of that. Kids become part of it. And it's the whole concept of once it's there, it's there. And it, once it's out, it's out. And it just. And it, it happened to a man or a woman. 
But I've known kids to like totally do that to yes. other children. And it's amazing, especially with the power of the internet. Yes. We're just um, how cyberbullying and how yep. if one kid makes a mistake, yep. how they can, how it, it just, just it's awful. Law and Order did a great episode awful. where awful. it's about three girls. One of them gets to go on the America's Got Talent show. Oh. Billy Porter plays the singing teacher. Oh, they, cool. they, they get The gay singing teacher that gets accused of mm. uh, molesting the two little brothers of these two other girls. And ultimately the case, spoiler alert, turns out the girls are jealous of the other girl who got on the show. So they mm. set their brothers up to frame Billy Porter. And even though at the end he is cleared of charges, he, he goes, what am I going to do now? Every time yeah. my name comes up, I'm Googled. It's going to be there. It's going to be there. And that's where I go. Movements like these where it's like, any type of movement where it's like we're gonna build, we're gonna go and persecute, and it becomes more of a community persecution versus a court pers- per- persecution. It can, it gets scary, and that's and that's what scares me about this song. Yeah. It's one of those classic things of one person says it, and then it yeah it, it taints the jury, and it sticks, and it's like, how do you prove otherwise? Because yeah. it's a he said, she said, or a they said. He it's said. a smaller version of the collective voice. Yes. And it's a scary song. And I, I agree with you. It is a fantastic. It's a great song. Choice. And, and it's, it, it's just, yeah. It's, it's, it's a scary song though. There's a lot of levels of that song where you listen to me and go, oh, this is like, it's scary. It's fantastic. And yeah. It's, it's amazing how like, well, the fake news, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Actually, I get into that in another, another song choice of mine. Oh, good. Yeah. Great. So, I, uh, yeah, so that's so that's your second. So choice. that's my second. What's your second choice? It's it's the new song, the real big news. It's great. Big news, my savior has arrived. My intuition's never been so strong. Big news, well my career has been revived. All I needed was some snippy pissy Yankee all along. Take a superstitious city and one little Jew from Brooklyn plus a college education and a mousy little wife. And big news, real big news, that poor sucker saved my life. The minute I heard it, I went, oh my goodness, is this not a timely song about people just hopping on the bandwagon? And it totally... Just, I mean, it reminded me of the OJ case where this song is like the pre-OJ where like the media just takes a story and just blows it up to such a huge proportion that it stops coming coming about this case of who murdered the child. And now it's become, let's go get this one guy because the reporters in who's with the prosecution and the governor who all say, we got to get someone for this because it's going to come down on us and we don't get this wrapped up. He's the Fox News of his time. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. He, yeah. it, it just captures the way communities and media interact when big crimes occur. It's it, all hearsay. It's it all is. speculative. Well, the fact like there's the one line where like, where, where like the lawyer comes in to talk to Leo and he goes, so there's this woman who runs a cat house, meaning a prostitution house, yeah. down the way. It's saying that you like to frequent there and you like virginal girls right off the farm. And he goes, I never met this lady in my life. Like, yeah. who is she? I know. And everyone wants to be part of the story. Absolutely. It's, it's interesting when, when something like this happens, how people are attracted yes. to the tragedy. Yes. Go on, go on, go on, go on now. He sat down next to me. 
And I also just love Jason Robert Brown's piano in this, where it sounds like mm-hmm. a typewriter. Oh yeah, like, just great whizzing thing. through. Oh yeah, like, I I got love to see this movie, this musical done as a film, and I could totally I don't oh, totally know great. how I would direct this scene where you could just get the frenzy of just copious. Yeah, where it's just like got, the typewriter and yes, barely we roll on. Yes, yeah. exactly. Uh-huh. And, and Jason Robert Brown and just the frenzy of Bill Street ultimately them mobbing Lucille Frank in the street for I know like it's just this fantastic cacophony of everybody just in the, and the one line that's in there I'm gonna pull it up because it's great hold on let me find it yeah because they were in the original Broadway production there was a uh um, version of this song that happened earlier in the show where Craig the reporter is mm-hmm. talking about how there is literally no news there's going no on. news it, which, which I, I like I like that song too but I can see why they cut it for timing and once again it's not Craig's story it's Leo's story but it's not really anyone's story everyone (laughs) has like a million different there are a million different people in here and I I like it I like that it goes from oh I have nothing to talk about to I got the biggest story in Marietta Georgia yeah so maybe some peaches yeah the governor's wife stubbed her toe they gotta know yeah. But yeah, so here's the line that I absolutely love. So so Craig says, so give him fangs, give him horns, give him scaly hairy palms, have him drooling out the corner of his mouth. He's a master of disguise. Check those bug out creepy eyes. Sure that fellow's here to rip the whole damn south. Like it's that whole thing of the media just spinning this guy into the yeah. devil, basically. He's the North. He's the whole North. Yes, exactly. He's the army. He's the... He's everything. Yeah, and then there's another, there's another great one. There's another great ending to to one of the verses where it's and big news, real big news that poor sucker saved my life because he had nothing to talk about. That's and all right. of a sudden he's got this. Yeah, all of a sudden he has a story. Yes. But it is. It's really about collective, and collectives yes. can be positive. At like, yes, but even even positive can um, turn negative. Can be have negative connotation. Yes. Um, so what is your third song? Um, the finale. I caught a fight for these old hills behind me. These old red hills of home. I caught a fight for these hills that remind me of a way. That's pure of the truth that will endure in the city of Atlanta, in the old red hills of Good choice. Because it comes back and it ties yeah. it up. Like it ties it up. back and he sings and he's now part of the Ku Klux Klan. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. yeah. Like, and it's, you know, it's again, it's yeah. the resolve. It's that, it's that resolve that they think. They have. This box, this mm-hmm. ideal. Like, yeah. it's about putting things on pedestals. Yes. And, uh, like, I mean, it's, it's, yeah. yeah. It's really... Mm-hmm. It's really a powerful enough. ending to the show. And, Le- and Lucille, I yeah. think, to getting the ring back always yeah. breaks my heart. Yeah. 
and the I fact mean, and the fact that she even has the resolve in too, she goes, "No, the south is my home. I will not run yeah. out of town and go, and go to the north with my community. I will stay because I am southern and I will be here." And she, yeah, and real Lucille Frank did do that. She stayed there till she died. Yeah, she stayed in Georgia. Like yeah. it's a powerful ending to the show. I and, yeah, and, I, and, I and, think and, so. It's her home. It's also yeah. her home. Yes. I don't know how I feel about Ghost Leo and Ghost Mary Fagan having that final exchange with each other where you see the ending to that scene we saw in Act 1 after after, after Mary gets Happy paid. Memorial Day, yes. Mr. Frank. Yeah, I didn't think they were ghosts. Like, I, I didn't listen to it. I thought they were actually, I thought it was a flashback. I mean, that's what I mean. Like, it's a flashback kind of uh, apparition where Lucille met, like, Lucille seeing what really did happen in, in the office. And I'm like, we didn't need that. No, you, you, you just need to leave Lucille there with the holding the ring in her hand, and you got Frankie Epps. Yeah, now being a Ku Klux Klan waving oh, gentleman, like it's a great ending though. Because once again, it's it, a great ending. It, it affirms that community, and it, the ending gives me sure There's power and power in numbers, man. Yep, yeah, because it ends. It, it starts. It ends where it begins. Where on that Memorial Day parade. Well, and fighting for the home and the ideal yes. and the tradition. Yes. Like those old red hills of home. There's, we still got to defend them. We still got to defend mm. our culture. We got to defend all us white people. Yep, exactly. <laughs> it's, like, it's ridiculous. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, yeah, great choice. Thank you. I like my, I'll do a runner up later. Okay. All right. Okay. Well, I'll tell you my choice. Yeah. It's, this is not over yet. This is the moment where, oh, you, th- th- this is the moment you just feel triumph, just as Leo does, because you're like, oh, yes. yeah, there's hope in it. Finally, like we're, like we're moving in the right direction here. Yeah. The audience has followed the plight of this man. Uh, so when the case is reopened, I've always just wanted to stand up and just jump where it's like, you get that excitement. I'm like, holy crap. He's not going to die, even though it's like, you know what's really going to happen at the end here. Is this the one where he says, my brother won't write my... My eulogy and my yes, mother correct. can yeah, stop yeah, crying. Yes, yeah, yeah. My, my rabbi's eulogy can wait. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Dorsey can't stop beaming and my cousin can't stop dreaming of his portion of my estate. Right. Right. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. Yeah. And so this is also the moment where Lucy <coughs> and Leo sing together. It's that first coming together of these two voices. Where throughout the whole show, they've been... Separate. Separated. Like, like even in like... Um, but the first song Lucille sings at the top of the show, where where Frank is counting the the, the book. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But once again, they're not on the same page. But now Leo at work, and what am I waiting for? Yes. Yeah, they're not in the same place. No, not in the same place, not on the same page. And all of a sudden, these two harmonies come together, and yeah. it's Leo recognizing, "Holy crap, my wife is absolutely not to be underestimated. Like she is really a modern day go get 'em woman." Yeah. And it's fantastic. Um, and then also just the complexity of the damn score for this moment oh, in the show. God. Like, if you look at the sheet music, it gets more and more complex yes. as it goes through the second act. Yes. Like, where will you stand when the flood comes? I love that song. 
It's epic. Yes. Like biblical. Yes, it is. Well, it's it's biblical. Where were you saying with the flood? That is a biblical. It is a biblical biblical reference. reference. Absolutely. But it's also biblical. Yes. In in nature. Yes. Um, But yeah, yeah, this is not over yet. I this is this is the song like I will play on repeat with Brett Carver and Carly Carmelo. Wow. The two of them going at it with each other, like it is just so. It'd be one I skip off. <laughs> oh no! Don't skip over. This I is like know. one of the best. I, I, I would put this as like one of my top five musical duets of all time. No. Yes. More than all the ways to time. Absolutely. All, no. all, all, all the ways to time so feels basic. like too mushy and like lovey dovey. This is more about like, like you just feel like heck yeah, like they're off to go win the day. Like this is it. Like I, I, I like this is like yeah. such a song of triumph and I guess coming so. together. Yeah, I just, I find him annoying. Leo Frank. So I, I agree. Like Leo my Frank. rabbi will not write my eulogy. And it's like, okay, well, I didn't need this song. <laughs> it's on my like, eh, oh, eh list. No, actually, I I will listen to this. I'll skip over other songs, which we'll get to you. In our next segment, the top three songs that are most often skipped or um, would actually remove from the show in general. Oh, my other one. Oh, yes, you're runner up. Or was runner-up? the Feel the Rainfall. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I hear thunder rolling. Yeah, it's behind that wall. Yeah, we're gonna roll like thunder. I'm gonna taste the morning, feel the rainfall. I oh. love that there's an African-American presence. That is the one song I show. do like about There's another song that, that is sung that we will get to that I do not like. Oh, that's what he said? Nope. I love that one. There's another one. We'll talk about it, though. We'll okay. talk about it in our next section, but yes. Okay. Okay. I love the rhythmatic. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Oh, it's great. Oh, yeah. It's a fantastic. It's, a, it's, yeah. it, it's like Hamilton before Hamilton. It's great. It's, yeah. it's so... And just the fact that they're, you know, if like they call it out. Oh yeah, they say, Jim Collins you know, like, would you there did, be, buddy? Like really, like, like would there be sawdust in her nose? And uh, a trial. Yeah. If this was one of us, no, yes. we'd just be up in a tree, right? Well, that's like yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like that, that, that kind of yeah. self-effacing. Yeah. Uh, uh, overt writing yeah. is is great. Like they're coming down from the north and yeah. Well, that's Rumbling and Rolling. That's another song. Mr. Frank, good for you. A lot of folks coming to get you through. Mr. Frank, ain't that grand? A lot of folks coming to take a stand. Mr. Frank, knock on wood. It ain't gonna do you no goddamn good. I can tell you this as a matter of fact that the local hotels wouldn't be so packed if a little black girl had gotten attacked. That's it. I like that song too. Oh, I don't. I don't That's like great. that one. So let's see, now we're into rumbling and a rolling. Yeah, I don't like it. Oh, we'll, we'll talk about it. Okay. Right. Okay. Now now we, we, I guess we're there. So I guess we could start with that. It's like, so this is one of the top three songs that I will always skip, skip. over. 
Because I just yeah. go... Like, like, if I was editing this musical, this would be one of the first songs I would cut. It is an awful act to opening song. Like, it, I, 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 get it, I get it in the sense of it reacquits the audience with the setting. Yeah. But it's like, we don't need this. I, I don't need to hear about what's going on over there. Like, just cut to Lucille showing up at the prison going, here's the book, honey. And then she sings, do, do it, it alone. Like, that's a great opening number for act two because it's it's right back into what the main story is it's leo and lucille we don't i i, I i'm sorry i do not need to hear about what's going on what's going on in this world right now see i disagree i think it's a huge part and it's no. a voice that we don't get enough of and we don't musical. need it in that show there are other shows that deal with that type of topic i don't need to hear about that right now my focus right now is on leo and lucille in this trial like yeah, I, I don't need to hear like I, there are other great shows that will deal with that type of topic of racism in the South towards the the African American community and the fact that yes they are right if this was a little um, African American girl there would be no yeah. press and nobody would care or but that's huge it absolutely is huge but it doesn't fit with the story that's being told right now but it's a it's there he's painting it as a part of the 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 world. Oh, absolutely, it's part of the world. I just don't think it fits with the story. Like, if I was doing a movie version, I would cut this song in a heartbeat. This would be one of the first wow. songs that would be on my chopping block of, like... See, I love it. I think it, nope. I think it adds to the texture. Of... I would rather have big news put back into the show we would cut Rumble and Keep them both. Nope, I would... Well, nope, nope, nope. i just go, this song, like... Like, basically, by well, this... Well, it's there by... It's so interesting, because it's about the, the African-American bias... Towards the north as well. True, that is true. Which you... is huge because they they live in this environment, so true. It's, it it transcends race. True, even. true. The the whole north south thing. True, and the which is interesting yeah, because and the whole fact the north comes down to help the white guy, and then they look past the fact there's still slavery in the south yeah. after the Civil War. I get it, but I just go. I don't still think at this point in the show where. The show, as you said, this is a long show. It is and a long show, but that's okay. I like long shows. I like if long they're shows good. if they're good. But I, what, uh, this would be once again having like, what's a good example? Like doing, like adding in an extra number for the innkeeper and lame is talking about the plight of the, of the poor, even though like the whole show is about racism and things like that. But it's like, yeah, we get it. We don't need another song about you talking about how the poor are like. Like, because because we get the whole concept of how the African American people are being repressed in the show, because you see yeah. that in in the in the in the interrogation scene, you see it, see that in the way they treat Jim Connolly at the trial. Like, there's a lot. Yeah. Of, uh, there's there's like I, I wish you had listened to the warehouse recording because there's a great uh, scene where where um, Hugh Dorsey is is um, the prosecutor is in is in the interrogation room with um, Jim Connolly, and he. Or sorry, not Jim Connolly, um, um, uh, Newt Lee, the white, the night watchman who finds the body. Yeah, yeah. They're trying to pin it on him. Mm. Um, and so uh, they're doing like, well, I mean, she was a she was a girl after all. You just had to slide down her drawers, and he's 
like adamant, like I did not do this. I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in I've me, been there, though he did. It's part of yes, being a man. Live. You had and to whosoever liveth it, that believeth you? in you me shall never die. You had to smell die. that skin. I, well, I know, I understand. You can tell how much she wanted it. You can tell me you helped her slide down her drawers. Because he knows if he says that he did it, he's done for. Yeah. Um. So. Did he do it? Pardon? Did he do it? Not Newt Lee. Uh, Jim Conley did. The uh, the 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 uh, star witness for the prosecution. Mm. Like there is ample evidence if you read the case. That, I'm gonna have to go and read it now. Oh, absolutely! It's a fanta- fascinating case where, like, basically, like they took uh, Jim Conley, who was this rough around the edges, never wore a suit, bum guy who was on the chain gang. And worked in the factory, and they were and they and the prosecution basically bought him a suit. They cleaned him up. They told him what to say, and they brought him in into trial. And they and they had him accuse Leo Frank, and, and then charged Jim Conley as an accomplice instead. Meanwhile, it looks as though like he jumped Mary Fagan to for her money, hmm. and ultimately he rapes her and kills her. But there's evidence by historians now that go, yeah, it was probably him. Hmm. Because there were notes left on the body. Like somebody wrote notes. And it ties to Jim Conley. Oh, interesting. Yeah. It's a fascinating case. Go research it if you haven't done I'm, I'm so. Gonna, I'm going to go do this. Yes. I'm going to go do it. Exactly. So, hmm. Hmm. yeah. I would definitely say Rumbling and Rolling would be, is one of the songs I would skip. And it'd be one of the ones I would remove. Because I get it. The, the opening of Act 2 is usually just a song that has to allow the late audience members who have gone to go have a pee. Yeah. It doesn't start that way in the Broadway, though. It, it doesn't start Act Two. What's it goes on and on, starts Act Two. What starts Act Two in the Broadway show? It goes on and on. Rumbling and Rolling doesn't start Act Two. It goes on and on. What the heck is but that? But it was about? cut for the U.S. tour in the Dahmer. Oh, production. yeah. I don't think I don't even. I don't think it's on the Broadway cast recording. Maybe not. Let me look this up here. Hold on, everybody. It was on and on. What the heck is that song about? I'm not sure. Let's find out. Hold on. Oh, hold on a second. I can tell you. Yeah, no, yeah, no. It's yeah. It's um. Leo has begun this process of appeal. Uh, Yeah. No. No, it doesn't say that in here. Nope. Basically, on the Broadway recording, it goes from summation in the cap in the cakewalk. Uh, and that's great. Yes, it is. The cakewalk is amazing. Yes, and it goes from that right into a rumbling and a rolling. Weird. Yeah, so that I don't like that's an interesting song. But yeah, I Okay, and so rumbling and rolling. That's one of mine. What's one of yours that I mean I guess any Lucy or, or Leo song could be on this. Look at and there I love them both. Like I've I've sung the praises of Carolee Carmella yes. and Brent Carver. But as Carolee. They're just not likable. <laughs> She's more likable than he is. Oh absolutely. Lucy How is. can I call this home? I don't cuss, I don't drawl, so how can I call this home? I'm calls, and I'm free of the southern breeze, free of magnolia trees and endless sunshine. Evermore lives the dream of Atlanta, but not. 
design is trapped inside the land that time forgot. Trapped inside this life and trapped beside a wife who would prefer that I said howdy, not shalom. I just, I'm like, ugh, you sound oh, like I think a, it's a great character study. I know, but he's, he sounds like a baby. Oh, I'm absolutely. Like, uh, he's an awful person for how he describes these Southern people. Yeah, I like, hate it. I, 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 I hate like, it. These I people belong like, in zoos, and just he's afraid to talk to them because he's afraid they're going to like say something. That, like like he he's alienating. It doesn't make for a pleasant no, listening No, he, he absolutely makes himself the alien in this community in this song. I know. Where it's like, buddy, you're not helping your kids here. Yeah. Yeah. And should he try to fit in? No. No. He shouldn't. And me even saying that now makes me think that I should retract my... (laughs) There's a reason. It's just not in. It's it's, it's kind of like Bernardo in West Side Story where like, it's like, well, who started this whole thing? But I love Bernardo. You love Bernardo. But like the whole thing with Little Frank is, he's uncomfortable because he feels persecuted by these people because he speaks Probably. directly from them yes or, or, or is it, i mean he's coming just his from personality just never matched with the people coming from an they, orthodox background yeah, right yeah and he's northern like, northern new york like, but like he's like, got a lot of things lined up very heavily him. religious yeah. and you know and he shouldn't have to fit in nope. and uh, and i guess that's the point of it i just i wish he was more endearing Yes. I think, but he shouldn't have to be. No. Nope. Um, and I I think it's just hard when, you know, the old red, like all of these sweeping Southern yeah. songs are so attractive. And you got him. He, he's, he's very cold and practical. Yeah. I mean, he was a, a businessman. So yeah. I just don't find him endearing or watchable. Yeah. And I think, I think that's what makes it hard because I'm like, oh... I, you know, I really want him to be likable. Like, I yeah. want him to be, I don't know. I don't, Absolutely. I don't know. Well, well, I mean, if he's supposed to be the hero of the story, the person you sympathize with at the end. Yeah, you want if to he's the protagonist, yeah. like, just make him redeeming in some way. I think it's one of the reasons why I like This Is Not Over Yet. because it you see that humanity of Leo come out. Where yeah. the rest of the show, he's being this cold... Like, he, like, even in his statement at the, yeah, at the trial, testimony. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, like, it's heartbreaking lyrics. I never touched this child. And it's like, buddy, I feel for you. But at the same time, mm, you're not, you're certainly not the most warm, loving person in the room. No, he's very, he's very, um, even his statement's very cold. calculating, yes. which is probably why he's good at business. Like, yes. he's very, he's very calculated. But in that, I'm kind of like, it's, uh, it, I don't know. I just, I'm <laughs> like, in it, in it, like there's nothing. I just don't find him endearing. And in that, I'm like, and the song doesn't help. Him, the, no, the, it the, doesn't. How can I call this home? But even his last song, like the one you like, this is not over yet. Kind of like, you know, don't cancel your parade. It means the crowds will not be cheering. So despite what you've been hearing, you can lay down your spade. It means my mother can stop crying. My rabbi's eulogy can wait. It's kind of like, it's very clippy. Yes. You know, he's very clippy. Cancel all your parties. Forget your big parade. Yeah. I I just, I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I I don't know. I want him to be slightly more endearing. You so probably direct it that way. I, I guess you were working with the actor. Yeah, and Brent Carver is the most endearing person ever. Yes. And, like, 
be- like beautiful human being. And playing- so when he's doing this, I'm like, wow, this is a testament to how awesome you are. That you can play this. Guy. That you can play yeah. this very calculated. I don't know. I I I don't know. I don't okay. know. All right. So that that yeah. song. Yeah. I just want. I just want. I wanted to love him. <laughs> <laughs> and it bothers me that I don't love the protagonist. Fair enough. I love Frankie Moore, the guy that turns into the KKK. <laughs> I just found him more compelling. Yeah. Well, it's like he has I, a more interesting arc. And that's it. Like, yeah. I find his arc very shallow. Yes. Like, well, Leo Frankheim has, has everything happen to him versus him changing as a yeah, person. We don't really get to see his humanity. Thing. Yeah. So, my <laughs> second choice is uh, My Child Will Forgive Me. My child will forgive me for raising her poor. And for taking her out of the my child will forgive me for not doing more to protect her from men who are cruel. I agree. That song. Cut it. Yes. Why? We like, don't I, need I, you. I'm sorry. Like, I guess the mother's in a character, but like. If you're if you're looking to cut time, it's a sympathy thing. It's a sympathy song. It's not even a good it song. It doesn't go anywhere. She she disappears after that song in the show. Yeah, she's not in any of the. I mean, I guess technically we have her in the mob scenes. If you really wanted to, um, maybe. But like the I song itself, it's like like it's a beautiful beautiful trial song. Like it'd be one of those songs where like you film it for the film, but then it gets cut and put and put in as like a deleted scene. Whereas, where it's a great song, but you could pull it out of the story and it wouldn't affect anything. Yeah, yeah, and and the fact and the fact it ends with, and so I'll forgive you. Pause for dramatic effect. Jew, it's like oh, okay. Do we really need that button on the on the song too? Yeah. See this this song for me, as a southerner, would make me irate. Like, it just paints a picture of, oh, you know what I mean? Like, oh. my child will forgive me yeah. for not raising her well. It's like, okay. Yeah. Oh, God. So let's like, get the little mini violin for you, honey. <laughs> I mean, I, I just don't think we need it. Like, like, yeah. Yeah. No. I agree. There no. we go. That, that's an easy one. There we yeah. go. All right. What's your last choice? Uh, for I don't know. I don't know. What's yours? Maybe I'll agree with you. <laughs> um, pretty music. Don't you think that's pretty music? Those fellas sure can play. This beat was really made for dancing. Yes, ma'am, that's pretty music. I could dance the night away. You can hear that song so sweet and true. But truth to tell, not half the sweet as you. The song uh, sung at Governor Sleeton's um, party. Don't you think that's pretty music? Do, 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 yeah, do, do, do. It. it doesn't go anywhere. Like, basically, it's just a song that the governor sings as he's moved around the room. And it kind of is just filler for the important dialogue scenes that are happening where you start to see um, Hugh Dorsey. Yeah, it's Hugh Dorsey. And, Hugh, yeah. yeah, Hugh yeah. and Tom Watson. Tom Watson. Thank you. You start seeing them plotting to remove 
Jack Slayton from Power because you don't like that he's gonna you that he's starting to cave to pressure about reopening the Leo Frank case. Uh-huh. You got you know, and then you have he's the, pulling a Pontius Pilate. He is, which is great. Jack Slayton's a fascinating character. I love him yeah. because he's exactly like Pilate. Yes, but um, yeah, that is one of those songs where I just skip it. It's I, the it's I the second go, guessing. Yeah, yeah, I just go that song. You don't like, I, yes, I get the point of it, but I skip it because I don't really want to listen to it. And then we also get to, um, uh, this is not over yet because that song comes right after. Yeah. Because it's at the end of the song that we, uh, Lucille Frank calls Jack Slayton a coward, black or blackout or fade to next scene. And all of a sudden we find out that he's been, he, like the case has been reopened. Yeah. And it's, it's like, okay, I, I'd rather listen to Brett Carver and Curly Carmelo do edit up than. Jack Slayton sing about pretty yeah. music. Yeah. Like it's a great, I would say it's a great Southern kind of, you could see it at a party. But it's totally. One, but it's one of those songs where it's like, skip it. Not one that's going to be in the rotation. But yeah, those yeah. are the kind of the three. So yeah, so I, I have a rumbling and a rolling. Uh, My Child Would Forgive Me and Pretty Music. As the three songs that. Yeah. Just, no. Cut them, get rid of them, don't like them. How can I call this song? <laughs> For me. Yes. And the other two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. So now we're on to our thoughts. Of, Should it be? Does this musical be uh, revived today? Yes. I, I absolutely agree. <laughs> For all of the reasons stated in the previous two hours. Yeah. Because <laughs> I would say, like, um, because for some, not many people know it. Like, it's, well, not, it's beautiful music. It's not a show one, that's but... well known. It's a show that can still find a new audience today. The story is dark and it, and it doesn't shed the brightest light on Americans as in general, whether you're North or South. Well, nothing's shedding a positive yeah. light right now. Yeah. But in particular, it does paint the South not very well. Um, but <laughs> I feel it's important for us to talk about these all aspects of history. Like even the parts we don't like, because yeah. even though like, yeah, it's a dark part of the South, South history that they lynched this guy who probably was innocent. Um, yeah. And I get it. Like, you don't want to, like, you don't want to drudge up your bad past, but how can you learn from your past if you don't learn about your past? But that's why people don't want this to be revived. Yeah, exactly. Because people don't like to learn from the past. Yeah. That is why we're in the situation that we're in today. True. People like to idealize the past. I agree. And that's, (laughs) it's never going to happen. So embrace the, the future yeah and for, and embrace it embrace the future by knowing your past and by and, being kind yeah. to other people and i will say this would make a fantastic movie musical thank you for listening uh thank you to brody for creating our fantastic theme music and please feel free to contact us and debate with us absolutely we, we would love that yes um write us will we have a facebook page we do have a facebook page before the downbeat you can as well as an instagram page a twitter page um, we also like coffee and we'll sit and have a one-on-one conversation absolutely. with you between our jobs <laughs> between our between our other lives we have going on S- several several jobs yeah yeah autumn where can they find you on social media oh i'm i'm under autumn smith there you go how easy is that and i'm under Mackenzie horner uh so thank you again and we look forward to seeing you at a theater enjoying a musical but a bum talk to you later guys Ciao. bye bye